Welcome to the Assemblage Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Shoemaker. On this episode, I'm fortunate enough to talk with Dan Averill. Dan is a businessman and inventor who lives in Valparaiso, Indiana. He is originally from Muncie, Indiana, and he attended Hanover College in Southern Indiana. Dan has worked in the plastics and metal industry in Chicago for many years, and he is the founder and CEO of Drink Perfection. Drink Perfection is a company dedicated to helping home consumers and restaurants drink and serve a variety of beverages at the perfect temperature in seconds. Dan invented a product called the Drink Perfector, which does exactly that. His company just began to advertise nationally in the popular wine magazine, Wine Enthusiast. With all that said, Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to have you on, and we've um, had the opportunity to now meet a couple of times um, at our restaurant, and you were nice enough to uh, drop off a drink perfecter for me, which I used uh, the other day with uh, some vintage rum, which was uh, really nice. It, it really brought it down to the, to the perfect temperature, and you know, I was able to really taste some things that I hadn't ever tasted in the rum before, so that was, that was really awesome. Nice, nice. Yeah, it. Um, we really found that bourbon, rum, whiskey. Um, I know I, I really enjoy a, a drambuie, which is kind of a sweet whiskey. If people aren't familiar with that, uh, every once in a while, and and just to have that nice chill without watering it down with ice is uh, is really a nice benefit to have. Oh yeah. So tell me a little bit about the drink perfecter and what was it originally designed to uh, do. Well, it's kind of funny because we've really learned here in the last uh, year or so as we've brought it out to market. Uh, my wife, Karen, and my daughter, Audrey, they are both black coffee drinkers. And so they would always complain that they would, that their coffee would be served so hot if they would go through a drive through or, you know, even at sit down restaurants, um, that the coffee or tea, but in this case, usually black coffee, um, would be served at 175, 185 degrees. And you burn your tongue really at anything over 150 degrees. So it just seemed crazy that that uh, restaurants at, serve at uh, scalding temperatures. And so I just thought um, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way for them to quickly bring that temperature down to a still a hot temperature because nobody wants to drink lukewarm uh, liquids, but, uh, but hot, but safe. And so, so I started to, to play around with how could I do that quickly? Because you don't want the excuse of the restaurateur to say, Hey, it takes too long. I just don't have time, especially through a drive through that does a lot of business. And so I was trying to make it as simple as I could, but as effective and, and, quick acting as, as could be possible. So it, um, it initially started where I thought, you know, I'm going to make this, this cup out of metal and we're going to run through this hot beverage and that's going to, going to cool it down. And, um, but as I started to do research and talk to these stainless steel companies that would make this really cool metal cup, I realized that, that that wasn't going to be the way to go because we, you wanted, I wanted it to be transparent so you could actually see the, the copper coil inside that was going to be uh, actually doing the, the work, doing the magic, which is cooling uh, a product down very quickly. Um, yes. Yeah, and so I would go to Home Depot and I would get, um, you know, get 
metal pails and then cut holes in them and then get flexible copper tubing and and put ice in it all and then try to use a funnel and and just do a lot of different testing to see you know how could we get this temperature down from 100, 185 serving temperature and what maybe most people don't know is that you actually brew coffee in between 195 and 205. And then by the time it's served to you, usually um, it's anywhere from 175 to 185. And so I, I really needed to bring that temperature down about 35 degrees within 20 seconds. And so, um, yeah, long story short, we, I finally found a a product development company through through one of the um, through one of the suppliers that I was speaking to, they said, "Hey, you know, why don't you talk to to these guys up in Wisconsin? They're really good, really creative, and I think they can help you complete your project." And so I did that. Um, really excellent company up in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and started working with them, and and then changed the product to a really hard, durable plastic um, that is heat resistant and dishwasher safe and food safe along with the copper. And, and, and that's how we, we came up with the drink perfector. Wow. That's, that's really awesome. And, you know, like as someone that's in, you know, the beverage industry, it's, it is something that, you know, I think about a lot. And even before I knew about the drink perfectors, you know, cause I, I, I'm a black coffee drinker. I love, you know, hot coffee and I love iced coffee, but I, there's kind of that, middle ground where it's, you know, the perfect temperature, which is, you know, what you've kind of perfected with uh, your invention. But, you know, like you said, there's, you don't want to have to wait for it. And then by the time you wait for it, maybe you've waited too long and then it's, you know, too cold and it's that lukewarm um, temperature that's not really ideal for, um, you know, for drinking coffee. Um, so at, at what point did you realize uh, that the drink perfector had more applications than just cooling down hot beverages such as like coffee or tea? Well, we, we decided to, to introduce our product at the New York Coffee Fest. So downtown New York City in Manhattan at the, the Javits Center, um, we just thought, hey, let's kind of make a big splash and, and get a nice corner booth and and um, we'll talk to restaurateurs. And, and that was really kind of our focus target at, at, the, at, at that point, because we, we really weren't thinking initially at the, the home consumer. So we, um, so we go there and, and it was, we were getting a lot of nice attention and, and it wasn't really much of a buy show, but we were still having people buy the product. And, and, um, and in fact, it seemed like the, the coffee shops, the cafes from over in Italy, um, they would come by, the owners would come by and buy several. So, so we have, we have to travel to Italy someday soon and, and find out why, why they like the perfecter so much for their, for their coffee. But um, what we found is we were talking to so many people and we were also next door to the international food and restaurant show. And so there was a lot of different people coming through from a lot of different countries. And, and we had um, two or three New York restaurant owners come in and say, come to our booth and say, well, this is a good idea for coffee, and, uh, but you really should be using this for wine. And at that time, you know, I, I was consuming a lot of wine, but I didn't really know, um, you know, the, the perfect temperature you were supposed to drink it at. And so we started to do some research after the, I think the third person told us that. And, uh, and we found out that, yes, you're not supposed to drink red wine at room temperature to actually taste the flavor notes and to taste it at 
more of a cellar temperature, which is what you sommeliers uh, recommend, that it should be in the low 60s. And some some even like it a little bit cooler than that. So, um, and just um, by happenstance and, and by pure luck, the, our, the length of our copper tubing, the thickness of it, the the, the transmission of the cool of, the, of copper, which by the way, copper transmits temperature, either hot or cold, 10 times faster than just about any other metal. And it's also completely bacteria free. So it's, it's a perfect metal to use in the food and beverage industry. Easy to clean as well. So, um, so we were just super pleased when we came back and, and did test in our, our kitchen to, um, to find out that, that yes, it, it, uh, within, you know, on your first pour, uh, the reservoir holds about three ounces, but you can, you know, continue to pour as much wine as you want. And, and your wine will go immediately from the, from room temperature to the low sixties and give you just that nice chill that red wine, um, needs. I've been thinking about possibly, uh, you know, starting to use, uh, the drink perfecter at our, our restaurant because I store all of our bottles of wine at, you know, right around 54 to 56 degrees, depending on the day. Um, but the wines that I pour by the glass, you know, there's possibly half bottles of stuff that are just at room temperature. And that's, you know, when I, when we, when someone orders a glass of wine, <clears throat> if the wine's been, you know, if it was open the day before and it's been sitting at room temperature, you know, sometimes we'll get a, a small complaint or, you know, someone saying, well, this wine's a little bit too warm and, and all that kind of stuff. So it is great for, you know, that application of, um, you know, in a restaurant standpoint. And I know that you're in a couple restaurants um, mm-hmm. that, you know, you can easily cool down, cool down those wines by the glass without having to have like a fancy cooler or something that you can then, you know, have those open bottles of wine standing up. Um because those are, you know, pretty pricey coolers. So it's kind of a nice uh, way to, you know, quickly cool down those those glasses of wine too. And what's nice, Adam, too, we've recently, and we're continuing to learn. And so so we appreciate any feedback um, from our customers out there, but just got some feedback from um, a sommelier at a uh, nice restaurant in, um, in Atlanta, who's doing the exact thing that, that you just talked about. Um, and, you know, when they have their, their reds out to serve by the glass, you know, they're no longer in their cooler. But instead of just feel, filling the drink perfecter with ice, which, you know, we do at home, um, he, uh, this, this sommelier, it's woman, actually, she, uh, she just keeps it in her, in her cooler. She keeps it actually in her wine cooler. And that keeps the, the copper coil cool enough to, to get it down to the temperature where she wants it in the low 60s. So we haven't really, we haven't done much of that, but we have, you can put it in the freezer. If you, for instance, if you live in an apartment that doesn't have, and your refrigerator doesn't have an ice maker, then you can, you can just simply put it in the refrigerator or in the freezer, depending on how cool that you want uh, the temperature to be transferred. And um, yeah. And then, so th- then, you know, there's no ice required, but I would think, um, you know, in, in restaurants, if you don't have a cooler nearby or even at home, if you're serving a lot of people different um, glasses of wine, it's probably best to, to just fill it with ice and, and it'll probably last all night. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to um, kind of try that out. And, you know, I, I kind of had a, and you kind of went through a little bit of the process of, you know, how you came about inventing uh, the drink perfecter and, you know, kind of going to a product development company. Um, could you tell us, uh, you know, how long it took you from the time maybe you just kind of started 
conceptualizing the the idea and the product to the time that maybe you were able to have your first prototype and when you were able to actually like start selling it on the market? Yeah, good question. Um, because it was a long process. Um, if you're, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was working full-time job and, and, uh, and so just doing this on the weekends pretty much. And, and, and one thing I would recommend any inventor out there is, is just do something every day to, to move you forward, uh, in, in the process. Just, it could be just a phone call. It could be an email and then other days it's going to be much more than that, but, but just to keep the process moving forward. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing I, I would continue to do to, to not quit on it. Um, but it was, uh, it, it ended up being about three and a half years from concept to, uh, to, to saleable product. And, what is what was nice about and the product development company is that is that they helped um, they helped us figure out what are really the the best manufacturable materials to use that that are easily accessible that from a from a price standpoint you know can keep cost at a reasonable level uh, can be sourced here in the United States because this product is all made in the USA. It's uh, it's it's made and put together in uh, northern Illinois and just a, a, a Chicago suburb in McHenry, Illinois. And um, and we we just we felt that is that was important for at this point in time. The um, and, and so this product development company, another thing that that good product development companies have is they have 3D printers. So the 3D printers are really. Um, a huge benefit when it comes to prototypes, because then you can really test your concept and make sure that it works the way you want it, want it to work before you you move into to buying molds. And, uh, and so that's what we did. We probably went through three or four different versions, uh, uh, you know, as we were trying to make it, um, you know, shape it a little differently. So it would, it would look a maybe not sexy looking, but, but nice looking, you know, some nice lines and then, and then have the, the large enough reservoir so that you could pour a nice full pour. You wouldn't have to just kind of barely baby, baby pour when you're, when you're trying to, uh, to, to put a drink through there and, um, and then enough, uh, space in the chamber to easily be able to put ice in if you, if need be. And just, and also thinking about how do you clean it? How do you disassemble it? How, and how do we make it where we can get a patent on it from a, from a design patent to a utility patent? Um, you know, and you, you figure out what those differences are and how protective you are with each one. And so, um, so yeah, it was a really, a really nice process. And then this product development company also helped us find the right manufacturer, one that they already had a relationship with. And then in addition, helped me, helped me uh, pick a, a dye company. So, so to make uh, a product like ours, you have to injection mold uh, the, the item. And in, in this case, we have two injection molds, one for the, one for the cup and one for the lid. And then we have a special clip, the, the built into both a receiver and a, and, and one that you put in kind of a male and female and, um, it, that clips it all together and, and makes it, you know, difficult where you can't pull it apart unless you do it a certain way. And that's more information than you probably needed, but, but that's part of the patent and, and that's in, and, and the, the mold itself, you know, that's where the expense comes in because, you know, those are, those can be pretty pricey. So you, you want first time around, you want to do it well. And that's, that's where those, those prototypes 
are so helpful because you can you can really dial those in and say, okay, yeah, this is exactly what we need, and let's get the CAD drawings to the to the die companies and let's get this rolling. Wow, that's that's really good to know. So, you know, I I don't plan on inventing any anything anytime soon. I don't uh, you know have a ton of time for that or any good ideas like this. So, <laughs> um, but anyone who's listening who you know maybe wants to get into that side of this beverage business um you know that's that's definitely some some good advice for them yeah. now you know i've after three and a half years of development and being able to to sell the product um you know you've recently uh, started advertising in wine enthusiast magazine with uh, master sommelier jim boo and you've been featured on some other um you know kind of major news publications mm-hmm. and um, kind of funny enough, I guess, is or just a coincidence is I took my um, interest Mali exam in October of 2018, and Jim Boob was one of the master sommeliers um, at my exam. Wow, small world. And um, I know, and I, you know, I just started. I think December was the first issue of Wine Enthusiast magazine that I, you know, I started subscribing to it, and that was the first issue that I got, and I had seen this, um, you know, the drink perfecter and Jim Boob. And I remember telling Olivia, um, you know, like, oh, my God, this is a really cool product. And, you know, this guy was one of the sommeliers at my exam. And I had no idea that, you know, you lived in Valpo. And, you know, (laughs) there was just so many crazy coincidences. So um, and then, you know, you guys reached out to me and, and wanted to be on the podcast. And, you know, of course, you know, there's too many connections not to do it. <laughs> um, so and uh, so just kind of how is working with Jim and, you know, advertising in these um, in this you know huge magazine publication benefited you and helped you expand into other markets? Well, I th- the um, it really comes down to to education. And so we're all just like I told you that I got educated, right? The, I I think that's, that's really what we're trying to do. And, and with Jim's uh, endorsement, um, Jim, uh, we connected with Jim, uh, we reconnected with him and, and asked him to take a look at the, at the, at our product, because we just wanted some really good feedback. And he came back so enthusiastic about it, that, that, you know, he said, wow, this is, this, this could be a great thing. Maybe we should, you know, do this, do this together and, and maybe, maybe we can, we can help each other. And so, um, and by the way, Jim, um, his favorite application is for white wine because um, he's a big white wine drinker. And, um, and so he, he put, and he doesn't have a wine fridge where he currently lives. So he pulls it right out of the refrigerator where it's at 38 degrees to 40 degrees, way too cold to really taste the flavor notes, puts it through the perfecter. And I, I mentioned before, a copper tubing can transfer temperature both ways. So if the drink perfecter doesn't have any ice in it, then the copper tubing is sitting at the temperature it is in your house or your restaurant. So, so it's, let's say it's 73 degrees. You pour your white wine through that and it warms it up actually. And, and when I say warm, I mean, it, it does, it takes it to just distill a, a great chill, but you're supposed to drink wine at 50 degrees. I've learned, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert, but I've, I, I've learned a lot now. And, um, and so he, he just thinks that that is the best application there is. So, um, so it was great to have him excited about it. And once, once we kind of felt his enthusiasm, we, th- we said, you know what, let's, let's do a photo shoot. Let's, let's really um, go on a national scale and, and try to, try to get this 
into um, into the national spotlight. And so it has helped quite a bit. We've we've gotten uh, several orders from that magazine ad, and and the second uh, edition just came out uh, here uh, about a week ago. So um, so we did two consecutive editions of Wine Enthusiast to to test that that print ad market and see how well that worked for us. And we've been in, as you mentioned, we've been in Chicago Tribune. We've been in the, in the Valpo times paper as well here in Northwest Indiana. Um, but it, it, we're still, we, we still are, are looking for recognition and for understanding of what the product does and, and why you want it to do what it does. You, you know, you know, people that drink a lot of wine uh, now, most know, but, but many don't. And, and so, so we're doing Facebook ads, we're doing, you know, Instagram ads, and we're just, we're trying to grow our following. And, and we really think it's a product that, that should be in every kitchen, but, but you have to do the work to educate people on why that is and, um, and make sure it's a good value for them. And, and so, uh, so that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. We're still, we're still trying to find that it factor that, that kind of turns the corner from, you know, a product that, that, you know, we're doing okay with, but one that, that really blows, you know, starts to blow up and, and, uh, and is something that, that really everybody looks at it and says, oh, you have a perfecter. Oh yeah, we just got a perfecter and, and, you know, and, and we use it for a variety of things all day. So, uh, so that, that's really the dream and, uh, and we're not there yet, but we're, we're trying our best and, and trying a lot of different things to see what, what clicks and what doesn't. Well, I'll have to definitely try it with the, um, cause in that, um, advertisement, I still haven't opened the, the second edition that I've received, um, you know, like that came out a week ago, it's still sitting on my bedside table and I promised myself I'd open it and I still haven't done it, but, uh, I, you know, I saw it in the, in the, December issue that you know he had poured white wine through it with no ice and um, I actually have to shoot a, a wine tasting video later this afternoon so I'm definitely going to do that just to because I I have a wine fridge in my house but it's only at you know 54 degrees so it's perfect for reds but it's too warm for whites mm -hmm. so I just have it in my normal refrigerator so I'll have to pour it through there and uh, kind of let you know how um, I'll probably shoot you an email and let you know how it how I think it works. So, Please, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, kind of hearing some of your favorite wines or beverages to put through the drink perfecter. I know you touched on a few, but, you know, maybe tell us like what your favorite whiskeys or um, wines are and, and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. The, um, well, just just the other night, we're uh, Karen and I, or my wife, uh, we're big um, Pinot Noir fans, and uh, and we were we we did the photo shoot actually out in uh, Willamette Valley, Oregon, and so so we you know that's kind of our favorite spot to to get Pinot Noirs from, and uh, we got we had a got a gift from uh, our friends uh, just that were in, in this weekend actually that you met at the restaurant. And they, uh, and we just had it last night, but it was, um, it was really delicious through the perfecter. It was big table farm, uh, Pinot Noir from Will Willamette Valley. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, on a, on, on one of on a real special occasion, and it has to be very special, you know, we'll, 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 uh, sometimes, uh, put the money down for a, for a Napa Valley silver oak. 
And um, but that's usually once a year on a very special occasion. And and you certainly want to drink your cabs at the at the, the right temperature. And so, you know, we'll, we'll put that through um, what I what I what I did this morning and what I do every day. I'm a tea drinker. And what I, what I find is, especially if I'm working at the home office, but even if I'm hopping in the car and I today, I this morning I hopped in the car is is have, have put ice in the drink perfecter, um, steep my tea in, in, a, in a little pitcher. Um, and then, you know, after the three minutes of steeping, you know, pour it through the perfecter into my to-go cup, you know, and it's a stainless steel to-go cup, which will keep it hot pretty much all day. But the difference is, is that now I can drink it immediately. I never have to try to time it where um, maybe I wait too long. And it, and well, in this case, you know, it'd still be warm. So there's not much, you know, not, not much risk, but I um, but I can drink it right away. And especially if you've stayed up late, you didn't get quite enough sleep. You want that caffeine jolt immediately. There's no, you know, you don't want to wait. And, and it's, and that's why I think uh, I'm hoping that, that every drive through eventually from Dunkin' Donuts to Starbucks to McDonald's will all, will all have a couple drink perfectors there as well, where you can go through the drive through and say, Hey, I'd like a large black coffee perfected, please. And, and then, it only takes 20 seconds for them to do. And they hand you a cup of coffee that you can drink right, right away. Because I, I don't think most people want to go through a drive through and, and have to wait 15, 20 minutes, especially if they keep their lid on and then, and then do the, do that little sip, that little danger sip that we all know where we're, Oh, how bad am I going to burn my tongue? Um, so, yeah, so I love it for tea. You know, my wife uses it for coffee and then we use it for our wine each night. Um, she's more of, she, she likes to drink white, um, but we're both, you know, red drinkers too. And then, um, as I mentioned, either, um, uh, I'm probably more of a, um, more of a maker's mark, um, bourbon guy. Um, and so I'll, I'll pour my maker's mark through there. Or if we, we, ha if we have had something sweet. So after dessert, um, then I think uh, a liqueur like Drambuie, uh, which is, you know, another brown liquor, um, is really great through the perfecter um, because you, you really can, can get that nice taste, but you also have that nice chill where it's in the low 60s and so you don't have to water it down. So that's, uh, yeah, and, and I will say too, for moms out there that, um, you know, and I know it's, it's getting a little warmer around here, but we had, you know, three or four weeks of really cold winter, but hot chocolate for kids, um, is it's really a great application because a lot, a lot of kids don't want to wait. And you, when you make hot cho chocolate on the stove, you have to make it really hot and it has to come out very hot, you know, for it to taste good. And then you pour it in the cups and, and everybody burns their tongue, but just pour it through the perfecter and, and it'll take that temperature down still be hot, but uh, nobody's going to burn their tongues and you can, you can uh, serve your kids safely. Well, I've got now I've got lots of ideas of, of how I'm going to use mine and uh, I'm excited to try it out with different spirits and kind of, you know, figure out what my favorites are to, to be perfected. Um, and so just before we go, um, you know, I just want to thank you for you know, your time and wanting to be on the podcast. And, you know, it's really been nice to kind of hear all the different applications and, and how you invented a pro this product. Um, but before we go, is there anything that we can plug for you? Maybe your social media where people can buy the drink perfecter, um, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you. And I also want to say, Adam, that, um, 
that we really enjoy your restaurant, Scarpe there in Valparaiso, and and uh, and you have some fantastic wines. We've you know been there a couple times here recently, and and I, I love the Italian wines you have. And so, uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I want to I want, want everybody. I'm sure most people know who are listening uh, about your restaurant, but it, it is delicious food and delicious wine. So, um, but uh, yeah, we are we are website you can buy our, our product through our website um at which is uh, drinkperfection.com so just drinkperfection.com also um we, we are also available on amazon uh if people you know a lot of people just enjoyed using amazon so you can you can do it that way as well and you can just look under drink perfector and you'll find it on amazon um on facebook it's uh, drink perfection and um and then we we're pretty active on instagram and th that is uh, drink perfection as well. I think um, I think Facebook is drink perfection one word and Instagram two words. I'm I'm not sure, but you'll just put in drink perfection and, and you'll find us. And um, and I think that it's uh, our pages are pretty educational too. We try to help with with wine pairings. We try to to um, help you understand what the difference between whites and reds are and how they're made. And and um, just try to to not be pushing our product all the time, but would be a, a nice informational site for wine lovers. Yeah. And I, I was on your website, um, you know, right after y'all reached out to me and, you know, there's some great videos and a really great blog that they do too. So um, be sure to check out all that stuff. Be sure to buy your drink perfecter and start, you know, drinking uh, your beverages at the proper temperature. So Dan, thank you so much. Um, you know, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Assemblage Wine Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it, and we're busy creating brand new content, including podcasts, blogs, and other uh, really awesome things for you guys to enjoy. If you or if you know of someone that would be great for the podcast, uh, please have them contact us uh, via social media or via email. Um, and, you know, we, we hope that we can continue to create really fantastic podcasts for you all. So cheers and have a great day.